When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Sky You Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, GopherGuy05. Hello, hello. And you stream. Hey y'all. Well, we're going to do kind of a, a housekeeping note right off the top. This is an important one. If you are intend, intending uh, on attending any Gophers uh, sporting event coming up, uh, here in the near future. Uh, the Gophers have uh, adopted uh, an updated uh, vaccination policy. Uh, that policy, uh, you, you probably have ro- you know run into it at some point or another um, uh, somewhere. It's essentially, and Andy, you're going to have to correct me on this, but it you need to be able to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours. Is that correct? That's correct, yep. And it has to be so, one of the publicly available COVID tests. It can't be the antigen one you can buy at, at Walgreens or something like that. It has to be an actual lab-run test. Something run through your healthcare provider and urgent care, etc. They're not going to accept the box that you brought home with you. Uh, there is a COVID app for Minnesota to help with things like this, showing proof of vaccination. Andy's going to be able to speak to that better than I, since I live not in Minnesota. Yeah, so the the Docket app, which is uh, something that Minnesota does, you can use and put all your vaccine data in there, not just the COVID vaccine. It'll keep track of all your vaccines if you need to have them for any reason. Um, or you can just show copies or a photocopy of your uh, or a picture of your vax card or the actual vax card and that'll work as well but um you know it, it's it's like we said it's the standard policy uh most of the arts venues around the twin cities have been running this policy for the last couple of months so if you've been out and about it it's not really a surprise um hopefully the u of m will do a fairly good job of of trying to move things along and and getting used to it uh the first game it is in fact is the uh, basketball game against ohio state thursday night so that will be the uh the first run to see how uh how well they can do with this um and then uh basically it's it's, it's in effect for every other sporting event so uh there's tennis this weekend there is swimming and diving this weekend uh those will all be uh, affected as well and then the first uh hockey series will be next weekend so um you know don't complain about it just do it i'm sure the u of m has heard all the complaints about it already Uh, yeah and no one you're going to complain to is going to be a person who had any part of the decision just (laughs) let let the people who are checking let them be 
please. Let me also note on a different front, since I also am not in a state from Minnesota, but I am in a place that have had proof of vaccination mandates for a long time. Uh, apps work really great. Phones work really great. It is an incredibly quick process in and out. And I will say unequivocally, there is a deep peace of mind knowing that everyone else around you has gotten vaccinated. Yes, it is still the case that masks are required in University of Minnesota sporting events. For those who have been at games, one notes that perhaps that's not the highest rate of compliance, and certainly there is an extended enforcement. Uh, it is a good policy, unequivocally, and it is a very, very minimal time constraint. Also, the easier you make it for people to check your vaccination cards, i.e. Via, via apps or having a really clear photo on your phone, the faster you get in and being able to check out concessions and get to your seat. All right, so to give a quick recap uh, of everything, you have obviously a photo of your uh, vaccine card. I would recommend having a photo of the front and the back of that. Uh, you have the ability to use the Docket app. Uh, also, if you're being cared for in the Twin Cities or anywhere else for that matter, and you happen to have a Epic MyChart record, uh, I am... Uh, a patient in a similar situation, the MyChart app should also be able to display that information um, with a QR code. Uh, so that's another option if, if you got vaccinated through your, your primary healthcare provider where you have your MyChart app. Goes into effect Thursday, the 27th. It's going to affect men's basketball first. It's going to, I would expect, remain in effect for some time. And so if you're planning on attending a Minnesota sporting event, you are going to want to be prepared for this so you're not fumbling about in line and with that basketball Rutgers um, we didn't have a chance obviously to talk about Rutgers yet and given that the the team was shorthanded again uh, and Rutgers is not terrible I mean they're not world beaters but they're not terrible I was uh, pleasantly surprised that Minnesota pulled out the the three-point victory against Rutgers Street um, what were your main takeaways? I'm pleasantly surprised is an understatement. Rutgers is a good basketball team. It would not shock me at all that they are in the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. They're much better at home than they are on the road. But nonetheless, good defense. And Minnesota is out its best player in Jamison Battle, its best post player in Eric Curry, as well as several other players likely due to COVID or other flu-like symptoms. And managed to win a game 68-65 from a non-partisan perspective, which obviously we're highly partisan here. But I think even from a non-partisan perspective, this was a really fun basketball game to watch. Both teams made shots when they needed to make shots. Each player had, or each team had a player who briefly went uh, went nuts from, from the offensive side of the floor. Rutgers and Geo Baker and Minnesota in Peyton Willis. Peyton Willis, for my money, had the best single individual performance that I can remember since Andre Hollins showed the Memphis Tigers why they probably should have recruited him more out of high school and put up 41 back in the day. But Willis's performance on an individual level, 11 from 17 from the field, tied the single game record for made threes. He was 8 of 13, 2 of 3 from the line, also had uh, three rebounds, had seven assists, had a steal, played the entire 40 minutes, and did so in a situation for which it was very obvious 
that he was going to be the primary scoring option. Rutgers knew that coming in, put multiple guys on him, ran different sets on to deter him from shooting the ball, tried to avoid even letting him get the ball to begin with, and Peyton Willis still put up 32 points. It was an astonishing, astonishing performance. Uh, I... I hope to see more like it in the very near future, but I definitely wouldn't count on that. <laughs> Beyond Peyton Willis, Luke Lowy had an amazing game. My box score tells me that he apparently sat for 20 seconds, but that's hot nonsense. I'm giving him the full 40. <laughs> I'm giving him the full 40 also because according to Ben Johnson after the game, prior to the game, Luke Lowy needed an IV to move. And he managed to come and play his best game of the season. Yeah, that's that's uh, gritty, I think one could say. Yeah, gritty. A gritty performance. Gritty absolutely counts. Trayton Thompson went from never seeing the court until two games ago to playing the full 40 in this game and was fantastic. Yeah, he still looks a bit lost on defense, which is unsurprising, but his offensive skills are there. The confidence is there. I think it's only going to increase. And I admittedly find to some degree the whole like, oh, a player isn't confident to be a little bit ludicrous. If you're a D1 basketball player, you are unbelievably talented at the game of basketball. Confidence is not an issue. I've met them. (laughs) Nonetheless, I think it is the case to see a player like Trayton Thompson play against a very physical front line, good defense, and still put up points in different ways, make threes, spread the floor in interesting ways. Do I think, since they're going to play Ohio State, as we mentioned on Thursday, we're recording this on Wednesday, do I think they're going to beat Ohio State? Absolutely not. No, I do not. Uh, Because I think the team is still expected to be shorthanded again. And in some sense, this was, uh, well, I would hope not a one-off performance. Hopefully they're going to win every game for the rest of the season. But it is not the case that Minnesota shorthanded is going to out-talent anybody, especially when they're out two of their three best players. So I think it was even... And and full strength, we don't have anybody on this roster who can guard EJ Little. Well, that also accurate, though Eric Curry has done a decent job in the past. Uh, but yes, there's no one no one who has the ability to go posters. I suspect Minnesota will be in a zone for quite a bit of the game. That is my prognostication about how Ben Johnson might decide to defend Ohio State. So no, I don't think I don't think they're going to win for the same reason that I've said all, all season, which is why I think the Rutgers win in some sense was even sweeter. Because it was watching uh, the thing that is wonderful about sports. I'm going to go slightly different here. The thing that is wonderful about sports in compared to any other entertainment activity with the mild exception of improv. But if you're willing to say that you go to improv shows, I I might keep quiet about that. (laughs) With the exception of that, there is no other entertainment activity for which the script isn't written people come in they play a game and we have no idea how that game's going to turn out we have some guesses often those guesses are correct but not always and there is a beautiful joy in watching a drama like that game was in a very you know limited sense but nonetheless a drama with a lot of very lovely subplots 
and seeing, at least for us, you know, the heroes come out on top. Now, obviously, if you're Rutgers, awful game. <laughs> but I don't care about Rutgers. For me, I think that's one of the wonderful thing. The absolutely wonderful thing about sports is being able to ascribe meaning in the meaningless. Because at the end of the day, we're cheering for laundry. But we get to decide which laundry we want to cheer for and why we want to do it. And I think watching that Minnesota performance is exactly why it is fun to be a sports fan and particularly fun to be a college sports fan. So I will think it's a high point of the season regardless of what happens for the rest of the season. And I was very happy to be able to watch it. Well, and I think too, you know, thinking about the rest of the season, this game was, I think, really important in any of the limited uh, goals that you would have for this team. And, of course, for any sort of uh, surprising, happy run uh, to the NCAA tournament, which, again, I certainly don't expect. You know, there, there was a list of teams. This was a tough schedule for the Gophers, uh, particularly the Big Ten. I mean, the non-conference was, was was manageable. They did better in the non-conference, certainly, than anyone expected. But the Big Ten's schedule was pretty brutal, especially to start. And there were a limited number of games coming in that you would look at and go, okay, this is a need to win if they're going to have a, a moderate you know, a, a moderate season. Uh, Rutgers was certainly one of those uh, games, especially when you factor them being at home. And... I would say once they went shorthanded, it stopped being one of those. I mean, they needed to win that game if they wanted to have a moderately decent season, but you would stop expecting it as a real possibility. But they played through that, still got that win. And that's the sort of thing that can get you in a position to, you know, uh, take some additional steps later on, I think. And plus it was fun. I think that's right. winning is always more fun. I think <laughs> there is an overemphasis sometimes in, oh, it's going to do big things for recruit or whatever. And, I don't believe that. I'm happy to be disproven, but I don't believe it. What I do believe and I strongly endorse is if you look at the schedule and try and imagine realistically what games could this Minnesota team win in general, there aren't that many on the schedule and they have to be near perfect in all of them. When you add in the shorthanded, I thought they'd lose this game by 10. And I think if you're a Rutgers fan, part of why you were briefly apoplectic after the end of the game was precisely because Rutgers should have won this game by about 10. It is not the case that Minnesota will go 13 for 24 from three very often. And so from a defensive game plan standpoint, it's not the case that I mean, Peyton Willis hit three shots from distance that he both at the exact same time had no business hitting. And of course, the second they left, his hand was going in. I mean, sometimes you get a player who's just on another level on a given night. And that's what, what Rutgers ran into with Willis. If you are going to imagine they get to any postseason tournament. And by the way, the postseason tournament that I think is theoretically realistic is not the NCAA tournament, it's the NIT. This is a game you need to win. And so to do so on top of it, to do so shorthanded, and frankly, not just shorthanded in terms of the people who were out, but also the people who were playing on the court. As I said, Luke Lowy supposedly got an IV before the game. A couple of other players were definitely fighting other kinds of 
of just the nature of being sick in the winter because colds are still a thing. The sort of injuries that people pick up, you know, kind of knocking down. And a lot of people having to go functionally the full game. It was it was awesome. And again, I will be very happy to be wrong about this prediction, but I do not expect them to repeat that at home against Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, EJ Little, obviously a problem. Any other things that uh, come come to either of you as thoughts leading into Thursday night's game? Well, EJ Little is, of course, a fabulous player. The Buckeyes have a lot of talent. I have a lot of respect for Chris Holtman as a basketball coach. I think he's quite good. But also the Buckeyes just score a bunch. I mean, they're averaging 75 a game. They rebound the basketball quite well. Minnesota has difficulty keeping people off the boards. If the Buckeyes are able to get a lot of second-chance points, I suspect this will not be a very fun game to watch if you are a Minnesota fan. I have one word for you. Stickers. You need stickers from Homefield Apparel. I have recently purchased uh, basically their entire supply, or at least their entire line of stickers. There's a fantastic Tulane Green Wave. They now have a Slippery Rock University, Rocky the Rock, in some sort of fur coat with a pennant. Go to homefieldapparel.com to check it out. You're going to love these stickers. And of course, there's all the comfortable fantastic apparel uh, also gave some of that for christmas to my family and uh if you want to ring in the new year with some comfortable sweatshirts homefieldapparel.com is the place to go make sure to use code dailygopher at checkout for 15 percent off your first order that's homefieldapparel.com code dailygopher Well, a game that was fun to watch, a pair of them, in fact, uh, was uh, women's hockey, uh, their sweep of uh, number one ranked Wisconsin in, in the border. Second half, the tail end, back end of the, of the season uh, border battle. And now with the, with the sweep, I mean, Minnesota, I'll be honest, I just wasn't expecting this uh, in any way. They've certainly repositioned themselves uh, to a much stronger finish if they if they you know hold serve with at least splits in their toughest matchups down the way. Um, but uh, Andy, you were there. Give us some some takes on uh, what what the women did right to to come away with this the, with the battle hymn. Um Yeah, you know, I mean, it was uh, they they just played up to their potential, which is something that you know consistency is a word we talk about both hockey teams and and not being able to to do it this season and uh you know and they and they won it a couple different ways uh friday's game was which much more of a, a defensive battle the gophers got a, a 2-1 win uh you know jumping ahead uh one nothing then wisconsin tied it and then on a on a power play goal and a questionable uh major penalty but the gophers did good allowing only just one goal on the major power play and then striking with three minutes left in the game on a, on a gorgeous backhand by uh, Amy Potomac to win the game 2-1. Then they came out Saturday and it was more of an offensive uh, fest with Badgers scored quick and they traded goals back and forth. It was 3-2 Minnesota after the first period. Uh, they made it 4-2 really early in the second period and sort of uh, held that 
Uh, Badgers cut it to four three early in the third, and then and then the Minnesota defense held. Uh, you know, Wisconsin tried. They were throwing shots left and right on on Lauren Bench, who was in net uh, for Saturday night's game, and uh, she made the stops she needed to. And the defense did a good job of clearing away all the rebounds, and and they really did it. Um, you know, the the top of the NCAA hockey is it's just weird this year. Uh, you've got you know. Minnesota, who now leaped up to number two in the nation after that sweep, who um, owns Wisconsin this year. Wisconsin has lost three games all year, all to Minnesota. Um, you have Ohio State, who it seems like all they do is is split with the Badgers, um, but they've lost. They lost to UMD last week. The Gophers have lost games to UMD, to Minnesota State, to Colgate. Um, so. You know, the Gophers have done what they needed to do to get back in the WCHA race. They sit in second place right now, now that the uh, conference has gone to points percentage as the determining factor, because at least Wisconsin and Ohio State are going to end up playing one game less than everybody else uh, just due to COVID issues with their opponents. Um, So this weekend for Minnesota is is a put-up-or-shut-up weekend. The Gophers head to Ohio State. Uh, They play the Buckeyes in Columbus. They've lost their last five and six of their last eight to Ohio State, which is about the same as how they'd done against Wisconsin up to the start of the season. Um, Ohio State took uh, two games from the Gophers at uh, at Ritter earlier this season. So it's, it's I mean, this is the series. If Minnesota can come away and win the series, uh, the Gophers will be in first place after this weekend and really control their destiny the rest of the way. They've got bottom-of-the-pack teams the rest of the way. Uh, whereas Ohio State still has to wrap up the season with the series against Wisconsin. So this is it. Um, if Ohio State continues their dominance, they're in the driver's seat, and the Gophers will have to be content playing for second or third, still safely in the NCAA tournament, but uh, no real chance at, at a conference title. But if they can if they can go in and, and you know take care of the, the Buckeyes, which has been their Achilles heel of late, then we'll know this team really has arrived as a legitimate threat, both not only in the WCHA, but for a potential NCAA title. Well, kind of the opposite, unfortunately, for the men. Uh, technically a split, because uh, they, they did win in overtime on Friday, but obviously that starts to go against uh, in terms of the pairwise and 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 whatnot, uh, which at this point is the bigger concern for the Gophers. Uh, at this point, it feels you know because they're what six points full six points back of uh, Michigan at this point. Is that correct? Yeah, if you look at the uh, the Big Ten standings, Michigan is uh, has thirty three points. Ohio State also has thirty three points, and the Gophers have twenty seven points. Now, both the Buckeyes and Michigan have two games in hand on the Gophers, but if you do the math, six points that means the Gophers would have to win both of their games that they be uh, they be making up to to get into a three way tie with those two teams. So, um, yeah, you know, only getting only getting two points on uh, the weekend against the Wolverines sort of set them back a little bit. Um, you know, good news is Justin Close held his own. You know, we we were worried that Justin Close might get blown out of the water against a a tough juggernaut offense that is Michigan, uh, and he did well. He allowed uh, just one game or one goal in the win on Friday, and and gave up four goals on on Saturday, uh, several of which were not his fault. He had absolutely no chance on at least two or three of them after some really pretty. Uh, passing plays by the Wolverines and, and some horrible defense by the Gopher defenders. Um, 
So the good news is Justin Close can keep you in games. Justin Close should be able to keep the Gophers in in the conference race the rest of the way. The bigger problem is is what happened to the scoring offense. Uh, you know, Minnesota had to score twice, once in overtime to win, and then scored only one goal. Three goals on a weekend against Michigan isn't going to cut it. Oh, by the way, the only consistent offensive line for Minnesota is the nine line of Ben Myers, Chaz Lucius, and Matthew Nyes. And you only get them for two more games this weekend at Notre Dame. Uh, then they're off to Beijing. Uh, well, I guess Lucius isn't, but but Myers and Nyes are. Uh, that's going to be a problem. Um, this team is supposed to score goals, and they're not getting a ton of offensive play from anybody but that line. And especially when they're gone, I mean, you gotta you got to host Michigan State, which is a, a series that Gophers already swept them back in, in January. That's a series you have to sweep at home. And then they're going to go to Ohio State, who honestly is sitting in the best position possible of all the teams in the Big Ten. Minnesota loses three players to the Olympics. Michigan loses four players to the Olympics. Ohio State, I don't think, is losing any. So the Buckeyes have to arguably be the Big Ten favorite right now at the moment. Um, so that's a massive series. And then we go to Penn State, which is always a house of horrors for the Gophers of late. So, um, you know, figuring out somebody else to pick up the scoring depth in those six games is going to be massive if Minnesota wants any chance to, A, have a chop chance at staying at the top of the Big Ten, and B, legitimately making the NCAA tournament. They've fallen now to uh, 11 in the pairwise, I believe, after this weekend, which is still safe, but you're right on the edge of that bubble. And if you lose a, a game or two to Michigan State or Penn State, um, you know, you, you really could be looking at a situation where we're running into the Big Ten tournament and you're going to have to win the thing to get to the NCAAs. Uh, we do not want to be in that position. So um, it's time for somebody to, to pick up the slack and put the puck in the back of the net that's not uh, having a nine on their jersey. <laughs> that's not going to Beijing, yes. Uh, well, the nice thing is the gymnastics uh, team, uh, women's gymnastics, remains incredible. Uh, they hosted number one Michigan at home earlier this week. Uh, just a, a series of amazing performances. Two perfect tens, uh, some nine nine seven fives. Uh, from from the top uh, members of the squad, uh, Michigan number one for a reason. Their depth uh, showed through. I think would be the summary that I heard you mention earlier in the week, Andy. But uh, you know, really, this is a, a, a really fun fun squad to watch. Yeah, it really, truly is. I mean, you knew when uh, the super seniors in, in Ona Loper and Lexi Rambler decided to come back for one more year that this Minnesota team was going to be fun, and and we saw it. I mean, uh, Ona Loper pulled off a a perfect ten on the vault. Um, was Sports Center's number five play Monday night. Uh, Maya Hooten, who's just an absolute star, a joy to watch, uh, picked up her second career perfect ten on the floor. Um, I mean, if you have not seen that video, we retweeted it multiple times. A lot of other Gopher accounts have retweeted it. Go watch it. It's it's just it's an, also if you're not a Twitter person, if you go to the comments of the uh, Michigan uh, the the preview post that Andy wrote, uh, it's in the comments of the of the uh, of that post as well. It's it's worth going and finding. <laughs> 
uh, to go enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it just shows that, you know, this, the top of this Gopher team can compete with anybody in the nation. The biggest problem is, like you said, the depth. Michigan, even their fourth, fifth, sixth gymnasts were pulling off nine eight five nine nines on all the events. Whereas, you know, in, especially in, in the balance beam where Minnesota's transitioning a couple of freshmen in after they lost a couple of players last year, or, or you know, athletes, um, they just don't have the horses to, to pull nine nines all the way through their lineup, and that's where it shows. I mean, Minnesota scored their third highest score of all time against Michigan, which was a 1-9-7-6-5. That now ranks them fourth in the nation this year. So they are ranked fourth in the country, which is great. But there are three other teams that have scored higher than that, and this was the third highest score in school history. Um, so, you know, it, it's great, but the Gophers still just don't have the full roster of depth to really look at a team NCAA tournament title uh will it be good enough to to hopefully get them to the uh, the final eight uh in as we get into april i i, I think so and our gopher is going to have several competitors uh lexi ramler ona loper maya hooten looking at individual all around or or event in ncaa championships yes they are um and and like I said, Monday night was just a great showcase. National TV, um, you know, Michigan. Like we said, their reason, their number one for a reason, showing off. But the Gophers giving an absolutely spectacular performance, um, and hopefully they can continue that along the rest of the season. They uh, they continue Big Ten competition Sunday. They head to Maryland, uh, which should be an easy win for the Gophers, assuming uh, they do what they do. So, um, as we said, you know. We, we know that many of you listening to this are, are here for the big sports, the footballs, the basketballs, even the hockeys, but this gymnastics team is is worth checking out. I mean, they are they are just a joy to watch. Uh, they're back home against Ohio State on February 12th. Uh, Iowa, Friday, uh, February 25th, primetime meet. That one's going to be huge. Iowa's probably the third best team in the conference after Michigan and Minnesota, so that one will be a fun one to watch, so... Go check out this team. Uh, otherwise, a lot of their a lot of their meets will be on on Big Ten Network as well. So, uh, give give them a shout because there's a there's a couple of uh, you know generational type athletes on this team that uh, you'll really want to say you saw in person. Well, that's uh, going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the SkyU Podcast. Thinking of that, if you are hoping to check out gymnastics or any other team in person, a reminder, there is the new vaccination requirement. So make sure you have uh, that proof of vaccination or that negative COVID test ready to go. Uh, Keep doing those things you need to do to help make those vaccination requirements go away. Uh, Wear your mask and all all of those good things. Uh, And, of course, keep on listening to the SkyU podcast. In the meantime, go Gophers. SkyU Ma. Row the boat.